Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I have my co-host, Gina Warfel, with me. Hi, Gina. Hey, hey. We're getting close to the holidays, and you are just finishing up your Conquering Cravings course. Is that correct? Yeah, we're halfway through. And so a lot of people are asking questions about what are they asking exactly? A big one that's been coming up is what do I do about the holidays? Because that's where people tend to struggle And they're like, how do I stay consistent or at least go into it feeling good where I can enjoy time with my family and not just completely Mm self-sabotage? And it's interesting because if people think it's like an all or one, like it's all or nothing, right? Like you have to be all in or all out. And so today's episode, we kind of want to talk about how to stay healthy during the holidays. That doesn't just mean body health too. Like that's like mentally healthy as well, because there's a lot of anguish around food and there's a lot of anguish around people's healing and, you know, our food addictions, because sugar is very, very addicting. You know, it just is. So we want to talk about that today because, and probably most listeners listening are on some kind of healing journey. They want to be a self-healing advocate. They want to become an expert in their own body and their own health and whatnot. And so they're learning, or hopefully you are learning that this isn't a diet, right? You healing is a lifetime journey. It's one that you need to kind of like buckle up and enjoy the ride because we're always going to be healing. We're always going to be fine tuning. And hopefully we can kind of like change that paradigm of like healing is a battle. Healing is, you know, making my body so submissive that it's forced to heal. And it, you know, healing, it can't, you can't do that, right? Healing can be in flow. It can be enjoyable. It can be gentle and it should be because you're going to be doing this for years and years. So you need to enjoy this ride as you're on it correct? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Do you have anything to add to that? Well, I think especially with like, whether it's healing or going into the holidays is not resenting what you're doing. And I remember being younger and food was such a focus. I came from like a big Italian family where food was the main feature of the holiday. Mm -hmm. So we would just plan all the foods that we were going to eat, the appetizers. And I remember being younger and just having this focus on like, oh my God, the food is going to be so good that I would spend so much time eating all the appetizers and then feeling so stuffed like before I even got to dinner. And then I started like resenting my mm-hmm. family time and my holidays, even though I was excited for it. I also kind of resented it because my body didn't feel good from the foods that we were eating. And so I think that when we get a little creative with how can we actually go into our holidays in a way that we can still enjoy it, we don't have to eat perfect, we don't have to eat healthy, but whether you're doing your healing journey or you're going into the holidays or both, we're not resenting what we're doing. Right. And again, it's that whole thing of like the forbidden fruit when you're like, I'm not going to do it. Like almost like this body, your body and your subconscious goes into poverty mode. And it's like, okay, now I want to eat all of it. Now I can't stop thinking about it. I think I shared this on one of the earlier podcasts where I share my story of when Tristan and I, when he first got diagnosed with cancer and we completely overhauled our lives, right? And we just went, we literally went cold turkey, but we found out months in our journey that he would sneak food from McDonald's and eat it in his car. And I would sneak Twixes from the grocery store and we would throw our trash away in the trash outside before we'd come into the 
house. We've come a long way since then, right? Like Hilarious. It, 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 and Gina and I, we're going to talk about, you know, the method of cold turkey versus like 1% better, right? But it's interesting because over the years, as I've done my own emotional healing and physical healing, you know, I kind of gauge my progress from Halloween's, right? Like five years ago, Halloween, mm-hmm. I was like in my kid's candy. Four years ago, I was just eating a few here and there. Three years ago, maybe it was one or two and then one or two, like a few weeks later. And like literally the past two years, I haven't needed to touch it at all because I'm not in this, oh, I can't, right? It's like, I absolutely Mm -hmm. can. And when I eat unhealthy food, I'm a hundred percent in choice and I have zero shame around it. But there's also another thing too, right? That I want people to understand is, do we live our lives in the 30-70 rule, right? Like 30% fun food, 70% healing food right? The fun food Mm -hmm. are the candies. They are the Christmas dinners. They are the this, they are the that, right? These fun foods, they take resources away from your body, right? They create oxidative stress, right? They cause your liver to work a little bit harder, but the 70%, the healing foods, they're adding back to your body. They're healing your body. They're giving your body the resources necessary to deal with the stressful food, the 30% that you might be eating later. So are we living a lifestyle where we are following that 70, 30 rule, or for some people it needs to be 80, 20, right? Like, yeah, because- I think it's important what you said with that to remember with the holidays, because sometimes we get so hung up on, oh, this big thing, we make it do a big thing, like fearing mm-hmm. the holidays, but really it's not that one, if you're following that 70, 30 rule and you're like, oh man, I really want to have that pie that I love or mm-hmm. I love this traditional meal. It's not that one thing that throws you off. Right. Right. It's like when we're going to the family parties and we're like having all the pretzels and then all the chips and then all the things and we're just not really conscious of it. And then 80 percent ends up being all the snacks and the breads and the Mm -hmm. things. And then we're we go into it and we're like, oh, man, this feels terrible. But if we really just focused on eating in a way that makes us feel good and then we save this that 30 percent for the pie or whatever it is, it's not a big deal. Right. It's not so. A few things I want to, let's go down our list, Gina. The first thing I want to kind of unpack is the cold turkey method versus adding one thing at a time method. We're not talking cold turkey at Thanksgiving, right? We're talking cold turkey. We interviewed Dr. Joel Furman and he was like, you know, you just like, if you're very sick and you're very ill, you know, you just have to jump in it, right? Like just cut out everything. You're going to be uncomfortable for a few weeks, but you're going to see results. And that's absolutely 100% true. But a lot of people don't have that big of a pain point where they have an autoimmune disease or their life is on the line. And so they're highly motivated to go to an extreme to heal their body, right? So there is that cold turkey, but the majority of people do a lot better with adding one thing at a time. And so I like this saying 1% better. What is one thing you can do today? 1% that can make you better than yesterday, right? Is it making a green smoothie, right? Is it adding more leafy greens to your salad or more vegetables to your plate when you're eating lasagna? Is it, you know, finding ways to add vegetables at every single meal, right? Like what's that 1% better? Are you maybe cutting out like 50% of your soda drinking, you know, like 1% better. Because if you're doing 1% better, 1% seems doable, right? 1% versus just cutting cold turkey. If you do 1% every day for a month, that's 30%. It really adds up. Isn't that cool? 
Oh yeah. Have you read the book Atomic Habits? No, I haven't. Is that oh, where it comes so from? Good. Well, I mean, I think that just the concept of the 1% is it's a well-known concept, but yeah, he talks about how do you build habits is just building 1% every day. And mm-hmm. if you do that, you build this consistent, you're never on and off. You just build right. this consistent growth. And every time you do one little habit, he mm-hmm. says it casts a vote for the person who you are. Yes. Every time you do one little thing and then that firms up your identity around yeah. I'm this type of person. And it's not from this all or nothing thing, but people who do the all or nothing are on it and they're off of it. Mm-hmm. But that 1% is constantly like casting a vote for the type of person you are. I love you're just that. slowly building. It's such a good book for if you want to learn like good habit building. It's mm-hmm. such a great book. You know, it kind of reminds me of something that I saw online where she was talking about, you know, like think of the person you want to be a year from now, right? And then she used the example of going to the gym. Now, me today doesn't want to go to the gym, but I'm going for her because that's what she would do. Mm. What would she do? She would go to the gym, right? And so I can't make that decision in me today because me would say no every single day, right? But her she would say yes. So in order to get to her and in order to be her, I'm going to do it. I'm going to channel that and make these changes. Right. And I really love that. I really love the like, yeah, of course me today isn't going to do it because me today hasn't done it for my entire life, but me next year, like feeling better, healthier, happier. Absolutely. She would do it. So I I love that because it, it really puts that question of, who do I get to show up as Mm -hmm. in order to get what I want? And I think sometimes it's like, we know what we want, but we're not showing up in that way. Right. So Mm -hmm. if we focus on working backwards, who do I really want to be and how would they show up today? Right. Exactly. Like what does healthy Janique do every day? What does abundant lifestyle Janique feel every day? How does happy, Mm -hmm. loving Janique act every day? What is she doing in a year that I'm not doing today? Okay. Let me start practicing that so I can be her in a year. Right. How cool is that? So 1% better, like, yes, you today might not want to do it because obviously you're uncomfortable with it because it's not who you are, but it's who you want to be. So just 1% every single day. That's how most people can heal, right? Like that's that's the reason why people don't is because they try to do everything and they just can't can't hold on to it. Right. It's like those New Year's resolutions where it's like, okay, me today hasn't exercised at the gym (laughs) at all this year, but it's okay because- Come New Year's, I'm going to be there every day for an hour, right. right? That's not realistic. And like time and time again, we see the statistics around that and they're terrible. Like only 10% mm-hmm. of people actually stick to their goals. So maybe you can just do 1% better today. You can just watch a show and do 100 squats, right? Or go for a 10 minute walk or do 30 push ups. And then tomorrow you're doing 30 push ups and 30 squats. And then the next day you're doing 30 push ups, 30 squats, and abs or something. You know, like you're just these while you're watching TV, which brings me to my third thing. So, and that's called coupling. Try to couple something you have mm-hmm. to do with something you get to do, right? So, Let's say you have Janique in the future. I want to be healthy Janique. I want to be happy Janique. I am happy and healthy, by the way. I'm just (laughs) using this hypothetically, (laughs) right? I'm actually a very happy, healthy person. As I'm coughing on the mic, my kids have been sick for two weeks, you guys. It's been brutal. And so everyone just kind of has this like lingering cough. And I have to tell everyone, I'm not contagious, I promise. My kids were sick. (laughs) 
but like a couple of the things that you have to do with things that you get to do. So let's say Janique in a year's time is eating vegetables for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And she meal preps on a Sunday. So she chops up all her vegetables so that she can saute a little bit for breakfast and lunch and dinner, right? That's something Janique in the future does. Maybe what you have to do on a Sunday is you have to wash all your veggies and chop them up with your little veggie chopper and it takes an hour, right? So you have to do that. But then you get to watch your favorite show or you get to listen to an audiobook, or you get to talk to your best friend, like something that excites you and is fun for you and like lights up your brain and causes a bunch of oxytocin and serotonin and, and dopamine to course through you, right? Start coupling the that. things that you don't really enjoy and you'll start finding that you actually look forward to it because you're looking forward to the other thing too. Right. So that's kind of actually like the principles also in Atomic Habits. He says, if you ever want to build a habit, it has to be easy and it has to be attractive. Yes. So if you are like, I'm going to eat healthier, but you have all of these raw vegetables in the back of your fridge and they're getting old Mm -hmm. and soggy and you're like, oh man, I got to wash them. I got to chop them. I got to cook them. I got to prep them. Mm -hmm. I have to do the dishes after. And you're thinking about all the things that you have to do and it's not easy and it doesn't look attractive. You're never going to build those habits. Right. But if you make it easy and you're like, oh, I bought pre-chopped or I chopped them quick and I put them in a thing and they're right in the front and they're fresh. It's like, it's easy. It's attractive. Then you'll build habits. Right. And again, start small right? It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be time consuming. Maybe it's 10 minutes. Everyone has 10 minutes, right? What would you in the future one year from now be doing? Do it for Mm -hmm. her. Don't do it for you today because you today would absolutely say, no, I'm going back to the couch (laughs) or no, I'm going back to TikTok or no, I'm going back to Facebook or no, I'm going back to reading politics and getting my five minutes of hate, right? (laughs) So you in the future is going to act differently. How does she act and do it for her? All right. So we spoke about cold turkey versus adding one thing at a time. We spoke about the 1% better coupling things. So let's go back to the holidays and like staying healthy during the holidays, right? Hopefully we are still maintaining our healthy habits and they're not overwhelming, right? They're actually fun to do. You're excited to do it for the future you, and you can still do those things during the holidays, right? So when Thanksgiving comes by Christmas, like work parties come by and like, all the holiday things happen and you're bombarded with sweets and fun food, what do we do? And Gina, people ask this in your Conquering Cravings course. What was the answer people came up with? Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, well, there's stuff everywhere. People are bringing in free snacks and free everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that this kind of is interesting to observe our minds. Our minds will start being like, well, it's the holidays and it's here and it's free. And it's like, well, what if that donut that was brought to the office was $1. Would you pay for that donut? And the Mm -hmm. answer is probably no. For some reason, we just take it just because it's free or because somebody brought it. So true. And I think we just have to start using that pause to stop and question, would I pay for this or would I really want this? Is it worth it because it's free or because it's here? And not letting our mind do this thing where it's like, well, it's the holidays. You know, Mm -hmm. the holidays are always going to come around, right? We have think Halloween, we have Thanksgiving, we have Christmas, we have New Year's, mm-hmm. then we have Easter. So we have to look at it as sure they are celebratory moments, but they're also just life. And they're always, the holidays are going to keep coming. doesn't mean we have to deprive ourselves, but I think that there's a lot of power in pausing and not having that automatic, like, oh, it's the holidays. This is right. just what we do, right? right? Finding that really, that power in just pausing and really reflecting on, do I really want this? Or can I save it for those really special moments? And I always have to remember that 
my holiday isn't better just because I eat more or I eat everything. Mm -hmm. There might be some things that I really want to have that I save for that special time, but more food doesn't equal more happiness or more connection or a better holiday. At the end of the holiday, I'm not like, oh man, I'm so glad I ate every little thing that I possibly could have. Mm -hmm. It made my holiday that much better. I never feel that, right? right? Hey listeners, this holiday season, spoil those you love with the gift of comfort and quality and bundle up with cozy earth bedding pajamas that are now finally available on holiday hues. Cozy Earth is by far one of my favorite things I own as its quality is truly unmatched. All products are made from responsibly sourced viscous from bamboo and come with a 10-year warranty. You guys, hardly any company can boast of that type of quality and guarantee. Their loungewear offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering, elegant fit, which means if you buy this for your loved ones, they probably won't take it off. Matching holiday PJs this season never felt so good. And as a bonus, Cozy Earth is also providing all Gutsy listeners 40% off site-wide when you use the code Gutsy. So don't hesitate to get your loved ones extra cozy this holiday season with Cozy Earth Apparel. Now back to the show. I think, you know, just a few things that I have to say on this is still have the fun food, but in moderation, right? Like never yeah. be like, oh, I have to cut myself at this. Just be like, oh, I get to have a bite of this. That, like I still get to be social and I still get to have my fun food because I'm abiding by the 70-30 rule or the 80-20 rule. Which brings me to my, are you really doing the 80, right? Because chances are, if you are eating 80% healthy food, you're actually very satiated, right? So when those sweets come around, you're not like, oh my gosh, I need to gorge myself with this. You're actually like, oh, that seems fun. Oh, I want to do this for fun. Not because it's this body reaction where you can't override your body chemistry and your body chemistry is telling you you're starving, right? Like oftentimes when we have cravings and when we overindulge, because everyone has overindulged and felt sick afterwards, right? Like nobody wants to get to there. And yet we're like, why do I get to there? It's because you can't override your body's chemistry. And chances are you are probably starving. You're starving for nutrients, right? So make sure you're eating highly nutritious meals. Maybe you can do one thing this holiday season and that's make a green smoothie every morning. And the reason why I say morning is because you're starting your day nutrient dense, right? When I tell my clients, I'm like, hey, it's not gonna taste the best, but think of this like your big multivitamin, right? Your body's just gonna soak this in. And after two weeks, you're gonna start craving it. You're gonna start craving your green smoothie that has lots of greens and ginger and lemon. I made and nuts one this and morning and I thought of you. Oh, really? I rarely <laughs> ever do this, but I made mm -hmm. it this morning. And I was like, yep. This does not taste good. Johnny does this like every morning, but I get used to this. I'm going to get on board with this. And, I'm going to do it. And maybe it's not every morning. Maybe it's every other day, right? Where you're just, mm -hmm. you know, again, we're just maybe 1% better. something that feels so satisfying once you do know, like I just mm -hmm. nourished my body to mm -hmm. go from, you know, where months ago I was having like a coffee latte in the morning to now like this green drink and yeah, it doesn't taste as good. And like my body feels amazing and right. I feel so I feel a lightness. I feel so good about mm -hmm. like, man, my body just loved soaking this yes. up. And so when you are faced with cookies and you're faced with cakes and you're faced with free candy, you know, you're going to, instead of going for five, you're going to go for one naturally because your body doesn't need it. You're now in choice, right? It's not this like biochemical reaction of like, I'm starving and I need to get the calories in. It's more like a, hmm, this is going to be fun for me to do. And I, only need to do it once because the fifth one makes it not fun. And I can actually 
understand that now from a very rational point because my body isn't in this like fight or flight and like, let's go, 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 go. Right. So from a holiday perspective, that's a huge tip because I think most people have the idea of I shouldn't eat all morning because I'm going to eat a lot of calories for this holiday. Don't do that. Don't do that. That totally sets you up to fail. I mean, I I used to like exercise in the morning. I wouldn't eat because I knew I'd be eating a lot later and then I would just overeat and it would be so hard to have self-control. That's terrible. Oh, it's because so you're bad. exercising. And so you're revving up your body's metabolism. And now you're like and extra like, starving. Self-control. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Duh, my body is like ferociously angry trying right. to get food. It, like, you're starving. It's obvious. Uh-huh. Yay. So now if I eat like a good breakfast, lots of protein, good vegetables, good nutrients, mm-hmm. a smoothie, I go into it feeling rational and enjoying Mm. things, but not feeling out of control. A hundred percent. Another thing I'm going to recommend this, and I can't recommend this enough, you guys, if you're not supplementing with magnesium, what are you even doing? Right? Like (laughs) supplement with magnesium, please. You will probably find your sugar cravings, especially your chocolate cravings might even half. All right. I know like, and a lot of people say this, a lot of my clients in the past, when I had a lot of clients, they're like, oh my gosh, I eat way less sugar. I can tell when I am starting to look for chocolate in the house, I'll stop and I'll be like, when did I last take magnesium? And it's probably been like a couple of days and I'm like, oh, I'm due. Mm-hmm. Right. And then wow. I'll like, so, and a lot of people under supplement magnesium. So please write this down right now for every pound of weight you have, you want five milligrams of magnesium. Now, all magnesiums are different. Citrate is kind of create a laxative effect, and yet it's the most popular because it's one of the cheaper versions. I love glycinate and I love threonate. Glycinate hits your muscles and threonate hits your brain. All right. And obviously it helps with all kinds of enzymatic activities and ATP production. And so you're going to feel energized. And if you feel energized, you crave less food, right? If you feel tired, you are craving more food. You're trying to get that like high, right? That energetic high, that brain high. But if you are creating enough ATP and magnesium helps with all these enzymatic functions, like you're going to feel on, like the dimmer switch just went up a bit. All right. So please make sure you're supplementing with magnesium. I have people- <laughs> little when, PSA. Yeah, a little <laughs> public service little announcement. Public service announcement. <laughs> and a lot of people that take magnesium when I look at their labs are still not in optimal ranges. They're still just barely below. And so I actually take optimal magnesium. People are like, Shanique, you're crazy. And I am barely in the optimal range, right? Wow. I Exactly. So please up your magnesiums. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, it creates a laxative effect. And so you might want to switch up your magnesium or take some in the morning, some in the evening, play around with that. Right. You probably have a lot of people who are going to ask you like, which one should I take? And I said magnesium glycinate. Do you have a specific product or do you have um, a link that you can share with people? I know there, everyone's going to oh, ask, which I, one do I do? There is this, I don't have any off the top of my head right now. Cause I'm playing around with a bunch of companies. And mm-hmm. so like I used to love Nutrigold's, but they, there's a whole story about what's happening with Nutrigold right now. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but they got sued by a like a pharmaceutical company and they made false claims against Nutrigold. And now I think it's bankrupting them. I think oh this my could, God. don't quote me, you guys, but because I'm just hearing this down the pipeline, but it's really infuriating. It's really sad. Whoa. I know. And all the claims were false, but it's like bankrupted them because they've had to go to court 
against a, you know, pharmaceutical company. And yeah, (laughs) again, this could be wrong, but I'm just hearing this from one of their sales reps. So there you go. Okay. Where were we? Magnesium, nutritional deficiencies. Make sure you are doing, you're eating that 80% healthy food or that 70% because you eating then the fun food, that 30%. You remember we're doing the 30, 70 rule, that 30% is you're going to feel so much more in choice and in control around it if you are getting the nutrient density. And if you find yourself just downing junk food over the holidays, like stop and be like, I am nutrient deficient and that is why I'm doing it, Mm -hmm. right? It's not because you don't have enough willpower. It's because your body is actually starving and what's in front of you is convenient and not the food your body is actually looking for, but it's there, right? So you are starving. Just make sure you're putting the nutrient density in you, okay? I love that rule that if you feel like you're really snacky and you want to eat all the things over holidays, I think it's just a really great way to pause and reflect is the rule. If you don't love it, leave it. Yeah. If you don't love it, leave it. Leave it. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't love it, just take a small bite and then move on, throw it away. Yeah. Right. Like just be like, mm-hmm. okay, nah, that wasn't really fun. Let me just move on. Right. The reason why a lot of people can't stop at one or two bites is again, going back to my previous point is you're starving, you're nutrient depleted. When you start adding nutrient rich foods in, like, let's say your goal this whole holiday is I'm going to eat a very nutrient dense breakfast. So that's your smoothie, that's sauteed veggies, that's avocado and eggs, right? Boom. You will probably find that you will snack a lot less throughout the day. You'll eat a lot less junk. Like maybe that's your 1%. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to make breakfast solid. I'm going to do a green smoothie and I'm going to do vegetables in the morning. And then I'm just going to be in choice throughout the rest of the day. Maybe that is your 1%. All right. Okay. Traditions. We spoke about maybe changing holiday traditions, right? And so if you have, you know, you can sit down with your family and, you know, it doesn't have to be like, we are unhealthy, right? Just be like, what traditions really serve us and spark joy? And what traditions can we replace? Not get rid of, right? Because we want to crowd things out. We never want to just be like, cancel culture and be like, you're toxic, you're evil, goodbye, right? This can be gentle. And so, Take one tradition out and put one in maybe every year, right? If you have what we did with our family was coming from a big Italian family, we used to spend all night where we would pull out all the dessert and still have the food on the table. We'd all sit around the table and we would just keep eating until everyone was just, you know, barely could move. And we were like, man, my sister and I were like, we got to change something up here. Mm -hmm. So we actually had dinner. We had all the things. We did the dessert. But then instead of sitting at the table and just eating all night while we talked, we started a new tradition where we'd play charades or different games. I love that. And our whole family would get up and go into the living room and we'd play like charades or different games and stuff. And it was Mm -hmm. like a new tradition that we started. It was awesome. I love that. Or like creating ornaments together. They have these like great things that you can buy online where you like decorate ornaments or you can, you know, there's so many fun activities that people can do. And so, you know, just reflect and say, okay, this one doesn't serve us anymore. I had no idea about that, about your family, by the way. I can't see you guys sitting around a table, just gorging on like desserts all night long. That's crazy. Every year and every year. And my sister and I, when we were younger, we were so into health that like, we'd use that as a restrict, restrict, restrict. And then like, oh, binge because it's the holidays. But then we started to like resent our family holidays. And we were like, oh, we don't want to do Christmas anymore. And it was a terrible thing, right? That we created this negative energy around it. And then we're like, okay, let's be proactive and let's get our family to ship. Let's get them up and go for a walk after dinner together and bundle up. And we were in Michigan, right? It was snowing and winter. Mm -hmm. But 
Yeah, I think it's so important to focus on like, what are we really here for? We're here for the connection, for the memories. And it's great if you have those amazing traditional things, but sometimes letting go of that attachment to, does it have to look this way for us to have connection and love and a great time? Yeah, I love that. One other thing I want to bring to people's attention before we wrap up this episode is there's this saying that I use in my digestion restoration workshop, and it goes like this, billionaires don't count pennies. And what do I mean by that? So Gina and I have spoken a lot about, you know, just being really gentle, right? We've spoken about the 70-30 rule. We've spoken about eating your good stuff and your fun food at the same time because restriction can create like this rebound, right? And so for the majority of people, yes, this is going to work, right? Like where you can have the fun food and the healing food. But there's a small group of people out there that I kind of want to talk to right now with this concept of billionaires don't count pennies. And what I mean by that is if a billionaire loses a few thousand dollars, he doesn't even bat an eyelid, right? It's nothing to him. But if someone earning maybe three to 4,000 a month loses a few thousand dollars, that really hits them hard, right? Like they're going to be put out for maybe a few months, right? Barely covering their bills and feeding their children or whatever. And so what I mean by that is, let's say person A has grown up living by the 70-30 rule their entire life, right? They are very healthy, active, happy. Their body is very strong, right? And so when they take these concepts and they have the fun food with the healing food, it doesn't affect them at all. That cup of eggnog and that piece of pie, they might feel a little meh, but they bounce back the next morning, right? Or they might feel a little meh, but they bounce back in an hour's time. And maybe they're going for seconds and they're going to be just fine. They're the billionaires biologically, their body, it's just overflowing with enough cellular energy to handle the inflammatory load, the oxidative stress, the insulin increase and whatnot. Their body can handle these things. There's a small percentage of people where their bodies just can't, right? And so maybe you are that person. And so maybe these recommendations you might have to adjust because let's say you actually lived by the opposite where it was 30% healing foods that you grew up with and 70% inflammatory foods, right? So your biological currency is very low. You feel very sickly. Your immune system is weak. You have a hard time healing. You have a hard time creating energy, right? Your mitochondrial function is just kind of in the toilet. You get headaches and achy joints and you react to foods a lot. So maybe these suggestions might have to be a little fine-tuned for you, right? Because when you do have that cup of eggnog and that piece of pie, that inflammatory load, that oxidative stress that it puts on your body, that cortisol or that insulin spike, you know, that blood sugar dysfunction, that's going to hit your body really hard, right? And so uh, there is that little cautionary like asterisk that I want to put to that, right? Like there is a small percentage of us where we might hear this and then we might not feel comfortable this holiday. So for those people that are struggling, I want you to realize maybe these rules don't apply to you yet. Maybe you are a little bit in food prison, but hold on to the knowledge and the hope. I don't even like hope, the commitment that you are making to your body to heal because you're not going to be like this forever. You are not going to be in a deficit forever, right? If you if you are committed to your health and you are committed to your body healing and becoming, a, and I put here in air quotes, a billionaire body, you'll get there, right? You're just a little bit in prison right now, right? In food jail. And that's okay because it's not going to be like that forever. So food I- Prison, that sounds horrible. A little bit in food prison. 
I know. That's so terrible. Like, honestly, I mean, I think that the mindset shift around it is so huge. Like Raj and I have been doing gluten-free because we think that it's better for us. And so we decided, mm-hmm. you know what, let's go gluten-free. Yeah. And before when we were like, oh, we can't have it. We're in this like food prison. It was so hard and so much mm-hmm. suffering. But now that we've really embraced this, like we live a gluten-free lifestyle. We feel so much pride in taking yeah. care of our bodies. We're like, hell yeah. Like it feels so good. We're like, mm-hmm. and we're going to go through the holidays the same way and not just be like this. Oh, well, like there's this really empowering sense of pride that we mm-hmm. get over choosing and claiming something about ourselves. And right. for us, it's, it's being gluten-free. You know, and again, like it's not going to be like that forever, right? Where you feel like you're in a deficit all the time. Like your body is just barely hanging on for whatever biological currency it can get right? Like there will come a time where you will be able, your body will be healthy enough to shift to that 80, 20% where it's 80% healing foods. And now you can eat 20% fun foods, right? And then eventually you'll get to 70, 30, you know? So I just want to tell those people, I see you and I hear you and I feel for you and I have been you, right? Like we've all been through really intense healing cycles, right? Where we've had to really honor what our bodies are telling us and cut out things a little bit more aggressively. And my hope for saying this is that it's this too shall pass, right? Like you can still enjoy the holiday season while eating a little differently to others. Like food doesn't have to be the beginning, the middle, and the end. You can find joy and happiness in the connection and bringing games and bringing your food, right? And it doesn't have to be a whole ordeal. It doesn't have to be a whole, like it just is where you are at this point. And when people, and so (laughs) when family members are making a big deal about it, just realize that is a reflection of them and it's not you, right? A lot of the time when people see other people making healthy choices that are honoring their bodies, they kind of get into a crab mentality. If people aren't familiar with the crab mentality, it is you put a bunch of crabs in like a barrel, right? And if one is trying to crawl out, the other crabs actually pull them down, Mm. right? And so like just when your family members are having crab mentality, just remember it's not you, it's them. It's their own insecurity and their insecure buttons that your life choices might be pushing. So don't take that on yourself, right? Just honor you. The only person you have to report to is you and that you have to honor is you, all right? So anything else we want to say before we wrap up this episode? I think this is great. You guys, happy holidays. Enjoy them. Mm -hmm. Remember, like you can't have it all. You can have your cake and eat it too, right? Just make sure you're eating the good, healthy stuff as well. (laughs) All right. Until next time, you guys, we'll catch you later. Happy holidays. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast.